Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. I just adopted a new best friend, and I'm looking for a Toyota so we can make the most out of summer. With a new RAV4, you can take your pup for a drive up the coast. You can take a Prius to the park. Or you can take a Tundra to kayak at a remote lake. One problem, Jan. Oh? My new best friend's a cat. Your summer starts here, but it all ends June 3rd. Toyota, let's go places. Dealer inventory may vary, so your participating Toyota dealer for details. Visit your Front Range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. What's up, y'all? We're back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. As always, I'm your host, Justin Michael. And guys, the uh, the season of love is upon us, but the season of savings never stops when you work with my friends, Mike and Virginia Chevalier. I'm sure you've heard how great the mortgage rates are right now, and they are, but Mike and Virginia, they're not just your typical mortgage company. They have phenomenal rates, but what really makes them different is that Mike is a certified financial planner. He's going to look at so much more than just the rate when designing your home loan. They're a small family-owned company, so you'll always feel like a person, not a number. These are the people that you want to work with. These are the type of people you can trust. Whether you're looking at refinancing your current mortgage, maybe buying a new home, Mike and Virginia, they'll make the process as smooth and simple as possible. I'm telling you, they're the best around. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, though, you'll get set up with a free consultation and discuss all your options. Again, that's dnvrmortgage.com. Or you can always give Mike a call directly at 970-412-2472. Visit dnvrmortgage.com or give him a call at 970-412-2472. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. What up, what up, what up? The season of love is upon us. I'm Justin Michael. This is the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. We're talking hoops. It's late night, Saturday night. Just finished up watching the UNLV Boise State game. Broncos were able to pull that one out. I'm going to talk about that one a little bit and just the, the Mountain West standings. A weird situation for CSU men's basketball. Looks like the Nevada games are now in question. Just such a such an unfortunate timing, but I'm going to talk about that you know, what the Rams need to do, you know, what their tournament chances are, whether it's best for them to have the Mountain West tournament, all that. And then we're going to dive into the women's team because, you know, unfortunately they just had a series against New Mexico canceled and that would have been a great opportunity for them to play, you know, a really talented team at home, kind of separate themselves even further. That didn't happen, obviously, due to COVID-19. Wah, wah, wah. But this team, man, seven wins in a row. They, they, just do everything well. And, and I'm going to dive into all that. I, I, I'm excited to talk about it. I got a lot of stuff that I want to bring up. Uh, but like I said, we're going to start here and, and just kind of talk about this weird situation for CSU men's basketball because, you know, we were already kind of panicking because it, we were we don't know if they were going to have any games before the Nevada series. Now we don't even know if the Nevada series is going to happen. And Honestly, it doesn't look good given that their games against San Jose State this weekend or this week got canceled due to their own COVID problems. It's, for the lack of a better term, an absolute shit show right now. And I'm, I'm really starting to come around on the idea that a Mountain West tournament is maybe not the best option. I, 
I really go back and forth, especially because I'm I'm kind of trying to view this through CSU's lens. And ultimately, you know, winning the Mountain West tournament, that's a way to get the auto bid. And, you know, you kind of take any just wondering out of it. You know, you don't have to sit there and be like, oh God, are we gonna make it? Are we an at-large team? Are we not? That that's one way to look at it. But I mean, the league really could decide that it's it's just not worth it. You don't want to risk exposing some of your top teams to a bad loss or you know, more COVID problems right before the NCAA tournament. The last thing they want is a team that ultimately reaches the tournament and then not be able to participate or something like that. They really could decide that it's just not worth it this year. And if that were to happen, I think it 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 could it could work out for CSU. Just hear me out. The league can decide how they use the auto bid however they want. So if they don't host the tournament, you you got to imagine it just goes to the regular season conference winner. CSU very much has that chance still. It's very much on the table. Boise State losing would have helped them in that regard. Um, obviously, it wouldn't have helped them from a, a metric standpoint. But even so, I mean, they've got some tough games left. Boise State, I mean, they still got to play Utah State and San Diego State, assuming that, you know, all those games happen. Nothing is guaranteed, as CSU fans know all too well. I don't know. It could it could just get interesting down the stretch. It's it's going to be wild to see how this all plays out, what the league decides to do. I mean, they they announced this past week that the Air Force Army Reserve or whatever is going to be the sponsor for the tournament still. So it, it sure seems like they're planning on having it. I just think there's a lot of factors to consider there. You know, ultimately, I, I've this is a point I've made time and time again, and so I'm not going to, you know, ramble on for minutes here about it, but I don't see how you could use total wins as a barometer this year for who should or shouldn't qualify for the NCAA tournament. Now, obviously, you have to play a certain amount of games. Like, if you only played, like, eight games or something, that, you know, that's different. But CSU, man, they they have the resume at this point. Assuming they take care of business in, in whatever games that they ultimately will play. And, and let me talk about that real quick. CSU is trying to schedule games. You don't have to tweet at Joe Parker 15 times a day, guys. I get that you guys are, are frustrated and, you know, the, the whole situation with him has become complex with CSU fans and I get that. It's not the best relationship at the moment. You aren't doing anything by tweeting at him. One, he's not even who handles that. Unlike football, where Parker basically handles all the scheduling, I mean, obviously you have some input from the coaching staff basketball pretty much falls on the coaches and then you just get the ultimate approval from the administration. So yes, you need Joe Parker to approve it along with Joyce McConnell because at this point, CSU just needs games. And whether that's local games at home to save money or you know if, if they could somehow land a national game against a big-time opponent who's just looking for something, that'd be awesome. You do have to consider the budgetary restraints and that's something that I've mentioned a bunch of times this year. You know, they're not Duke. They're not North Carolina. They don't charter everywhere. They they just don't have that kind of money, especially this year. So, I mean, they're they're kind of stuck behind a rock in a hard place right now. It's it's not an easy situation. But they've got to find some games. I don't I don't think total wins is really going to be a huge factor. At this point, I think from a from a big win standpoint, CSU's pretty much shown enough. Their greatest strength at this point is they still just don't have any bad losses, and that's what you really got to avoid here down the stretch. You really hope that you can find a way to make this, you know, Nevada series happen, whether that gets delayed a week or something like that, just to 
really, you know, solidify that that strength and, and you know, kind of prove they can beat a good team. Nevada's not a great team, but they are a good team. I mean, they proved it against Boise State. You know, as things currently stand, Utah State, they've got a slim lead. 80, you know, rounding up 85% winning percentage in conference. CSU 79, Boise State 80. But as I said, you know, Utah State and Boise State, they still play each other. Boise State still has to play San Diego State. A lot could, you know, kind of get shaken up here down the stretch. It's going to be a fun run. I ultimately, I think all four of these teams still have a chance to make the tournament. We're going to have to kind of see how it all plays out. I mean, cannibalization could kind of screw that up, but ah, these teams are good enough. I mean, to me, I've watched a lot of Mountain West and I've watched a lot of Pac-12 basketball this year. Mountain West is every bit as good as the Pac-12, and anybody that tries to argue otherwise is full of shit. Like, that league is not that strong top to bottom. The top couple teams in the Pac-12, very good. USC, Evan Mobley, I mean, that's, that's a talented roster. Even so, I don't think they're like a threat to win it all. Oregon isn't as strong this year. UCLA, they're playing great defense under Mick Cronin. The Buffs, you know, I I think they have talent. I think they're as talented as anybody in the Pac-12, but, I mean, shoot, they lost to Cal tonight. That's their third quad three loss. Like, if the Pac-12 is consistently forecasted to get five teams in the tournament, the Mountain West sure as hell should get four. That's just how I feel. Because San Diego State, Utah State, Boise State, Colorado State, they can contend with any of those teams in the Pac-12 this year. Any of them. Any of them. And I hope they get a chance to play each other in the NCAA tournament. Give me a Boise State-Oregon matchup. Give me, you know, a, I don't know, a Colorado State. I don't really want to see a CSU-CU matchup in the first round. I don't think that's the best thing for the state, but it would definitely be intriguing. All I know is if you're sitting there and you're a five seed or something like that, and you get a Mountain West team seated as a 12, you're feeling nervous. You're feeling really nervous. We've got a month until the field is announced. It's it's going to be a crazy ride. Um, I'm going to move on and, and talk about the women's hoops team in just a second. Uh, but first, just want to plug DNVR Madness. That's our national college ba- basketball podcast. Upload it right into your Rams feed. You don't even have to subscribe somewhere else. I host that with Ben Girding of DNVR Buffs. Guys, he... He knows his stuff when it comes to college hoops. I I genuinely learn a lot from him. And, and it's been a blast just kind of going back and forth and giving our perspectives. And I think you guys would really enjoy it. So if you don't normally listen to that, check it out. Also, check out the draft pod. Uh, obviously, with the NFL draft coming up, we've got just a ton to talk about. I mean, it's going to be really intriguing. We've never had a draft like this. I mean, you're just kind of going off such limited film. It's going to be really interesting to see, you know, what GMs kind of prioritize. You know, on one hand, I think a lot of GMs are just going to kind of go with like, you know, players from Alabama and some of these SEC teams that they just got to see a lot because at least they got to watch them in action, which really isn't the case with, you know, some of these players on the West Coast. There are obviously a ton of opt-outs. You know, how do you value that? You know, you're going off film from two years ago. The combine's not going to be traditional. It's all going to be pro day workouts. It's a it's a weird time. Honestly, I I really think Warren Jackson should have come back. I'm really rooting for him. And, you know, I've said time and time again, I have no doubts that he's an NFL wide receiver, but it is a talented, talented draft class. And I just worry that 
it's going to be a situation where it's, you know, out of sight, out of mind. You know, he just, he didn't play this year. They haven't, you know, really thought about him since 2019. It's not like he's going to have a chance to go to the combine and really stand out amongst a group of his peers. If it's only pro day, yeah, they'll see him and he'll impress, but it's just not the same as everybody being in the same building, getting to see him square up against, you know, the other guys prove, you know, hey, look at that catch. Oh man, there's Warren Jackson. Like, He's outshining these dudes from the SEC to ACC. He's not going to have that opportunity. And I just think he really could have benefited from coming back, putting more on film, proving once again he is that dude. But, uh, you know, I, I wish him nothing but the best. I think, you know, wherever he lands, even if it ends up being a late round pick, sixth, seventh round, or even if he goes undrafted, which, you know, very it could happen, guys. It really could. That's not going to be a knock on his talent. It's just going to be the, the product of a weird situation. But again, you know, we'll all be rooting for him. Great dude. Loved covering him. Extremely talented, humble, hard worker. Everything you would want. I mean, a great blocker, great catch radius, big physical, you know, not necessarily the fastest guy in the world, but he's not slow. Improved significantly as a route runner as his career went on. He can just do it all. He really can. All right, like I said, we're going to move on here and talk women's hoops in just a second. But first, a word from our partner. UFC 257 surely gave the fans the show they were looking for, and this weekend is sure to be just as action-packed. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the UFC, is putting you in the center of this weekend's title fight with 100-1 odds on your chosen fighter to step out of the octagon and raise that belt. All you gotta do is pick either fighter in the main event and this weekend's UFC 258 bout, and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 100-1 odds. That's a $1 bet and you can cash a cool $100 if your fighter wins. Talk about easy money. At the end of the day, there's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. And don't worry, if MMA is not for you, DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, football, so much more. It's safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. I do this all the time. You know, if you've got a sure bet, great way to pay pay for date night. You got Valentine's Day coming up, guys. Got to think smarter. Place those units responsibly. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up and turn $1 into $100 if your chosen fighter wins this weekend. Place your bet and watch the fist fly. It's going to be a blast. Again, that code DNVR to turn $1 into $100 on Saturday's main event. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado-only restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, like I said, we are going to wrap up today's show with just a little bit of women's hoops talk because this team... They're special. I mean, they've won seven games in a row. They're unselfish. They're talented. They play as a unit. And honestly, they're just fun to watch. They play a style of basketball that's intense and it's quick. And I'm all about it. Uh, But before I jump into that, I am going to give you my DraftKings pick of the week. We finally got some hockey back locally. The Colorado Avalanche taking on the Las Vegas Golden Knights Sunday night. For my DraftKings pick of the week, I'm going to parlay the Colorado Avalanche money line and the over six total 
That gives you odds of plus 245. I feel like the Avs are going to take this one, but I do feel like it's going to be a high-scoring game. Could just kind of see a situation where they give up a couple of easy ones, uh, but ultimately I think the, the big three get it done. They find a way to win. That's my DraftKings pick of the week. Cool, 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 cool. All right, let's let's talk about this women's hoops team we've got up in up in Fort Collins. Obviously, they lost a, a pair of games against New Mexico due to COVID nineteen this week. That sucks, man. It, it would have been a really fun series. Two of the top three teams in the league. Weird, weird situation in Albuquerque. They've only played eleven games total this year. That's just so odd to me. Um, anyways, you know CSU at this point sitting in first place in the Mountain West. They've got a pair of games against Nevada at home next week. Then they've got to travel to Air Force. Like I said earlier, they've won seven in a row, sitting at 14-2 and two overall, 10-2 and two in league play. It kind of looks like it's going to come down to them and Fresno State. And I mean, I mean, we got that awesome series earlier this year between CSU and Fresno State. The Bulldogs right now, they're on a five-game winning streak themselves. That's a team that can just score. It's a team that would really make you nervous to go up against they put 90-plus points on the board seven different times this year. They're just lethal. I mean, they've got the Cavender twins. They can score from all over. I don't know. I mean, it, it would make for a hell of a Mountain West championship game if it really came down to those two teams. That would be a dogfight to the very end. Uh, no jokes intended, obviously. <laughs> but uh, this Rams team is special. You know, they they shoot better from the field than their opponents. They're better from three. They out-rebound you. They share the ball better and finish with more assists. They force more turnovers than you. They block more shots. Like, what are you supposed to do against a team that can literally do it all? And that's what the CSU women's team can do. There's just no flaws in their game. And, you know, one of the things that I talked about earlier this year that that really makes this team fun to watch is they've, they've done a good job of building a more athletic roster. Now, there have been a lot of talented players to come through this program over the last decade. I mean, obviously, you can go all the way back to you know, the Becky Hammond years, but, you know, the the Ellen Nistrums of the world, the Elin Gustavsons, they they were ballers. But those teams, you know, they didn't really match up well with the up-tempo teams, the teams that really played faster. That just wasn't CSU style. They were a grinded-out, you know, methodical, create offense in the half-court, limit your possessions. This Rams team, man, they want to run, and they're great at it. And, you know, the other thing, they're, they're just deep. Like, obviously... Looking at the team stats, it's clear that they play really quality team basketball. But the three players that see the most action all playing 30 plus minutes a night, you know, Laura DeVos, McKenna Hofschild, and Tori Williams, they all shoot 40% from the floor, <laughs> at least 40% from the floor, and at least 39% from three. That's freaking insane. When you have your three best and most important players all just playing at that high level, one, that shows that they're taking smart shots and they're playing within the flow of the game. But two, it just shows that they're 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 buckets, man. They can score. Like Laura, I, I love to call her the Nikola Jokic of this team, and that's just because she's so versatile. You know, I love the way she, you know, works in the paint and can get to the rim. She can hit a three if you leave her open. You know, Tori Williams, obviously finally healthy. She's shooting lights out. And and McKenna Hofschild, she's my Mountain West player of the year. Her Laura at this point. I just think they're special. They've they've really brought in this program back to life and it's fun to see. And and I've talked about before how it's kind of unfortunate that, you know, if you don't win the Mountain West tournament, odds are you probably aren't going to qualify for the NCAA tournament. 
that was what happened so many times during, you know, some of those really good CSU years where they won four straight titles. I believe they only qualified for one NCAA tournament. Might have been two. I should have looked that up before I got back on here. But, you know, it is what it is. So, like I said, we'll have to see, you know, if they host the tournament or not. But regardless, this team is just incredibly talented. They're really special. And we should appreciate this run because this is a roster that's set to contend, you know, for the near future. They've got a great coaching staff. I'm really, really excited. The future is very, very bright. And this team, you know, they deserve your love. They deserve your support. All right, we are going to wrap it up. That's about it. Talked plenty of hoops on today's podcast. We'll have more. You know, obviously, it's going to be all about basketball over the next month. And then we will transition into spring football and all that fun stuff. I mean, it never ends. But that's what we love it. You know, if you live and breathe for this stuff, that's what we're about. I'm so stoked for spring football. Like, honest to God, I I don't know if we'll get to watch it. I kind of doubt it, but I hope so. I really hope so because I'd love to see these young quarterbacks in action. You know, I want to see what Todd Santeo's doing. I've talked about a couple of different times. I think we at least have to give him an opportunity before we really write him off. You know, anybody that watched it could see that it wasn't good enough from a passing perspective last year. But, you know, it's it's such a small sample size and it's coming off such a weird training camp. Adazio told us he was playing injured. Give the dude a shot. You know, give him a shot before you completely write him off because we see that happen all the time. You know, guys take really big steps. Their second year in the program, they're more familiar with the system. He just moved across the country. I mean, that's a big life adjustment. You got to give him a shot. At the end of the day, these dudes are, you know, 20, 21, 22 year olds. You just got to give them a chance to grow. So I'll be curious to see how that plays out. We will have plenty of spring ball coverage. Then we'll get to do some creative stuff in the offseason like we always do. Uh, probably going to do some NCAA basketball stuff. I know the next gens are great and all that, but there's just something about firing up the old Xbox 360, popping in NCAA basketball or NCAA football. Just that nostalgia, man. Those games were great. All right, that's all we have. Uh, you know, Thank you again for listening to another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Stay safe out there, wear a mask, stay warm, support local. Much love. With the cuff khakis, wearing graphic tees, feeling way too trendy. Raps that kill. Oh, I'm deadly. Primed and ready like machetes at a deli in New Delhi. Feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli. Turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. But water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys. Like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly.